You're listening to The Max with Sterling and Taylor Mack. Highly opinionated, and you just might learn something. Come on in and enjoy the listen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of To The Max. Mac Brothers here on the East Coast. Sterling, how you doing tonight? Doing well, man. Doing well. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're bringing you guys this as Atlanta United plays in the Campeones Tournament. That is not how you say tournament in Spanish, but it sounded authentic. I know it, it did. Is it bad that everybody it's it's always weird. When people are like, it's just like they try and make something sound Spanish. They just put an O on it or or like an E an apostrophe E. It's weird. But that actually sounded legit as Atlanta United, I think, is tied right now with like Club America at one one. By the way, Joseph Martinez is having another ridiculous year. You saw he broke the the record for most consecutive or 10 consecutive games with a goal, which is I can't even do that without restarting the Xbox in FIFA. Oh, of course. Hold on, you're breaking up just a little bit. What? Uh, say that again. Say it one more time. With your creative player, right? Yeah, correct. With my creative player, not with like just taking because career mode in FIFA is god awful. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, you can kind of have fun with it, but it's it's kind of it's just monotonous. It is, but I apparently they they re they overhauled it, so it should be better. But we'll I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see about that. Um, but what what's most important? Even though Atlanta United soccer is taking over, really the Southeast by storm. There no nobody talks about the Orlando Pride. No one talks about. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, Birmingham doesn't have a team. Or Nashville's trying to get a team. Uh, but right now it's all you. It's Atlanta United. But the biggest thing coming up right now, college football is back. We got to talk about this top twenty-five. One through twenty-five. Clemson one, Alabama two. You like that? I just don't get why there was a song there. Because it makes you excited. You don't get excited for football? I get Of course excited. I do. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Just the song wasn't needed, right? It's definitely needed. You got Clemson at one. Oh, no. Alabama at two. You go to the Midwest for Oklahoma three, come back to the East for Georgia at four, Ohio State at five. Hey, LSU is getting live. They're six, y'all. When you hit number seven, you go to Ann Harbor heaven, and then you come to number eight, Florida. We going to have a date in Gainesville. Oh, okay. Just stay with me. Gainesville. Mm, mm, mm. At number nine, too fine, it's Texas sweet as wine. At number 10, it's Notre Dame. Catholic, they ain't sane. 11 is Washington out in the West Coast. Up on the best coast, as they like to say. And then we stay with the O. That's the Ogan. For show. Number 13, they the red. Little Chieflin, that's Utah bread. And then you hit the 14, that Texas ain't in mean. Auburn at 15, and Iowa State at 16. UCF at 17, repping AAC. Wisconsin at 18, and they running all the green running backs. Like Penn State, 19. Saquon Barkley, shout out. 20, Syracuse, shout out. 
to Babers. That's da- Dabo or Dabo. I don't know. Messed up a little bit, but number Dabo. 21 is them Cavaliers. Virginia back in the 25. Bronco Mendenhall got them right. 22 Michigan State. Terrible jerseys. 23 Miami. <laughs> 23 Miami, Florida. 24 Nebraska. 25 Oklahoma State. Hey, there was a point. The top of the there was a point where you did the whole LSU. You actually were kind of okay. And then it just got real bad. It got it got bad real quick. I mean, that's true freestyle. I could have took that on Sway in the morning, and that could have been some of the hottest bars you've seen this year. Because everybody goes on Sway in the morning and has pre-written stuff. The baby just using, you know, recycling old verses from old songs that nobody's heard about, but it still doesn't fire. I was on top of the dome. Give me my respect. Thank you. And a check. That was hard. So. I don't. I don't know. I was gonna say you're sweating. To get through the top twenty-five there in Kansas, it was it was tough. It was it was it was very tough. But let's let's dive in to the top twenty-five for college football. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts when you just round out the going through the top ten yourself? Yeah, top ten. I don't think there's any surprises. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Oklahoma is with Jalen Hurts at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched the LSU Georgia game from last year. You know, does LSU take that step last year? I mean, I just felt like they, you know, they had that early in the season. Like, can they can they be a team that's formidable in the SEC and really really challenges? Obviously, Alabama in the West and in Georgia. If right. you think Georgia's going to get through in the East, um, and yeah, I, does Texas is Texas's year? indicative of what they were last year or was it just the fact that the Big 12 was down right that is that's a good point so to your LSU point it all comes down uh who's their who's the quarterback now they have that you know threw for 400 versus UCF but that was kind of a they're both depleted teams regardless somebody throws for 400 that's legit um if he is the quarterback for the future since I mean the last time they had a legitimate quarterback is probably Jamarcus Russell. I'm not going to count the years with uh, with with what's his name under center after after Jamarcus like five years after Jamarcus. What? No, 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 no. A hundred a hundred percent because ah, who light skin cuz I cannot remember his name right now. But talk about Jeffries or Jefferson, whatever his name was. He's ter- He was terrible. Yeah, but everybody looked at him and was like, oh, he's got the arm, he's got the legs, the mobility that you need. And Les is going to make this work. We finally have a quarterback. And then you had Zach Mettenberger run through, you know, the transfer coming in. So he was the one that should have been great because he had Landry and Beckham. So is that is that indicative on that was the offense of Les Miles? Les Miles, yeah, okay. Which but now, like, now, but now they got the dude the transfer. He was a transfer a couple years ago from Ohio State. Uh, I think his name Joe Burrow. So yeah, yeah that's it. A little bit. I thought he just got happy feet a, a few times right in the pocket, like cost him a couple games, especially yeah. that Auburn game going back. So, um, no, we'll see. I mean, if, if that's always been the thing, right? If LSU has a quarterback, they've always had running game. They've always had a defense. Like if they could have a consistent guy at the helm, like mm-hmm. they could obviously challenge Alabama. That, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, th- they always challenge Alabama because you know what it is. It's uh, what is that? The late November game, 
night game, either in Death Valley or Bryant Denny Stadium. So um, if they do have a quarterback, LSU probably will be in the playoff because their defense is always a one. Uh, Ed Orgeron's gonna have them going. Go Tigers! And all they really both, bad impersonation. That's exact. He sounds exactly like Buddy from uh, the Water Water Boy. Boy. Yeah, he's that's Ed Orgeron. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a Bayou accent. I don't not an actor. Um, but I think they will probably contend for going to the playoffs if quarterback play holds up. But he, I mean, he looks like he will. Texas. It is going off of this is probably one of the first times because then normally you don't you don't get the ranking. It's kind of like they reset it. They say, you know, if you want to have a good bowl win. But the, the I think the, the Georgia bowl win for them last year puts them in the top 10. They didn't. They just they'd probably be like 24 or 17. But we all get it right. It's a letdown for them not to be in the football playoff. And they just didn't they just didn't show up. Right. You can't say that, though. How do you you, you can't say that? Stop. What do you, the Georgia st- is so the much more talented. Than, Georgia is so much more talented than Texas. No, they weren't. They lost. Stop. All right, you can be more talented, but I hate when, I hate when people say they didn't show up because they weren't in this bowl game. But they, but that was you can tell like they came out flat. They I, fire Kirby just, Smart. Then that's on Kirby. What? It's or, a, but it's a bowl. But it, but I would say that if bowl games meant the same like it used to, it, it, bowl games don't matter anymore. And, and I don't mean that in any disrespect to any of the bowl games out there, especially like the the Meineke Car Care Bowl and the Aloha Bowl. Like, they've never mattered, right? That was disrespectful. But That was very disrespectful. <laughs> but now the big-time bowls, right, kind of used to care about, like, like the Orange Bowl. If, if, the, if the Orange Bowl or Sugar Bowl are not incorporated that year in the college football playoff, like, it, they don't really matter, right? They, I mean, they, they matter for the fan bases because – you get to travel to him. You get to see people play. Maybe their last game as a senior. It matters in that respect. But if you lose, like, does it like what does it really matter? You, you didn't get to the playoff. Right? But here's, you're still in the Sugar Bowl. Like, don't you can't bring that to me if you were in the Aloha Bowl or if Georgia went to the Outback Bowl. You're in the Sugar Bowl. That's still the perennial top four bowl games, top five bowl games. No, I hear you, but I, so it, 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 it doesn't have the same weight that it did when we had the BCS system. Okay, whatever. But you still show up to play. Like I don't care. All right, we're not here. Let's come out and show why we should have been there. That's what I say. If you don't do that and you come out and lose, that's on you. Don't. So don't. You can't come back around. Like, I mean, you have to take in consideration we didn't get in. We're throwing a pity party, and I want everybody else to join in our pity party because we lost. That's the same thing with Auburn Tiger fans did with UCF, and that's effing annoying because. Uh, no, I thought that, that was one, different, right? That was different. I thought that was different. I thought that was a New Year's Day, New Year's Eve bowl game, right? Whatever. Yeah. New Year's Day. New Year's, New Year's Day. And no, I thought I thought Auburn came out and played. I thought UCF was better that day. I thought it was very different. I thought it was very apparent. You could tell that Georgia was not into that game. And there's games like that. You could just you could just see it in guys. You're like, oh, they, they, they're just not there. That happens. 18 to 21 year old kids, man. Like mentally, you were there. Sometimes you are not there, minimum. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't think you can take that excuse into for a big bowl game. I can understand if, say, it's Georgia. Why is it an excuse though? Why can't it be a, a real thing? Because it's not. Like I can understand in the middle of the season, Georgia Auburn, and it's the next week. Like 
oh, we just were number one, Auburn's four, and we just lost. Like, and then you come into the next week and you're playing down or you're playing down a little bit more. Your I can understand in, in a week time span during the season. But we talk about that all the time. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Like going into if, if you've got Auburn, Alabama is two weeks ahead and they they look ahead to that game and they got Vandy that 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 week. And so they they play down to Vandy because they're looking ahead to Bama. That's, that's we talk about that all the time. That's, that's completely different. That's completely different. It's you're not. talking about you're talking about being let down mentally because we got snubbed by a committee, so we should be sad. You're not being sad about going to play Georgia. You're just not no, thinking but about Vandy. That's I'm talking about the no, 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 no. I'm talking about the mindset, right? The mindset of of when you're an athlete, a right. student athlete, right? And you have a letdown mentally. Whatever whatever the cause is, we can debate, right? Okay. But it happens having a letdown. So whether it's looking ahead or you just lost in the middle of the season to South Carolina, you're like, how the, how the blank did we just lose to South Carolina? And then the next week you're just like not there mentally. Like whatever the case may be, it happens. And I think it's unfair to be like, especially if you watched it, you watched that game. You watched Texas, Georgia. We all watched that game. Yeah. I think, I think we watched it together actually. Yes. Yes. Okay. I it was seen, very apparent. Seen, so I couldn't tell you. I'm just kidding. It was very apparent that Georgia was not in that game. It wasn't that. I mean, okay, let me just break. Let me, like I said, let me keep breaking that down. Okay. You look ahead to another opponent. Yep. You have a lapse in judgment because you're not respecting a team. That's one thing. But then to wallow in self-pity over something you don't, you have control over. And at the end of the day, you don't have control over. I don't agree with that. And then you have three weeks. Three weeks to get ready for this game. You have three weeks to get ready. There is no excuse, zero, from the coaches to the trainers to the people that work the training table to the players to the mascot. Ugga didn't want to show up for the game. Bevo was ready. I mean, my man almost. Bevo was ready. I mean, he almost bucked him out of the stadium. So he he almost did. So I I can't let that excuse fly for bowl games, especially if you're in a New Year's bowl. But uh, I can understand if you have a letdown after a big loss during the week because that's a weak turnaround or something. That's and you play down the next week. I can understand that. But now when you have preparation, everybody's getting healthy. You have uh, you really there's no class. So it's just football. Like no, nah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all. I mean, all right, give me that. I just, I think we're, I, I think you're just not, you're not giving credence to that. But, but to move, to move past the fact that Texas at nine is, is to me suspect. Uh, oh, we even got out the top 10. Ooh, that was a good. Long discussion. <laughs> was a long discussion. Um, it was good. To talk about Auburn as well, right? I, I, what is Auburn going to be? They lost, they lost a little bit. They, they brought back a ton on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously lost their quarterback. Uh, 15, I mean, of course, they're going to be ranked 15 just because they're Auburn. But right. I don't know if they're a top 15 team at the end of the season. I mean, as a casual Auburn fan right now, I haven't I haven't taken the deep dive into college football fully to get every player down yet. But I don't know who they have. I know they have – no, I do know they have a top 10 defense. I do know that. Yeah, um, like I said, right? They, I think they returned nine of eleven or eight of eleven, something like that. Yeah, um, D, D tackle, D tackle in the middle. The D line is probably could be one of the best D lines. I was, I was um, about to say that after Clemson yeah. graduated last year, their D line is going to be one yeah, of the top. Yeah. Generation. So 
Yeah, I understand. I'm with you on that one. So them at 15, Iowa State 16. Iowa State is going to be iffy though because you lose Nikel um, Henry, who went number one for our first round to the Patriots, and he was your go getter, third down bailout type of receiver as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out and play. 17 UCF. I, I haven't seen a lot of news about UCF and where where uh, Mackenzie Milton's been at. So. I don't think he plays the season at all or he comes back in the later portion. But if it's, if there's no Milton, if you're looking it up, appreciate it. If there's no Milton, I, I don't know what UCF does. Cause they're yeah. not, they're not the same team. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him playing. I don't believe he looks to be healthy yet. Yeah. A quick Google search. Cause I was hoping the best for him that they didn't have to do surgery on his knee and that it was like a, it, the way it looked, I thought I was like, oh, he could have had a dislocation, but he tore everything. And yeah, broke it, right? He broke it and tore everything. Broke and tore, yeah. Like the wor- like worst case scenario. Like he, he was close to having a situation that uh, was it Heath Evans tight end uh, or for the Steelers that almost had his leg amputated, something like that. Like if he, he was losing so much blood flow from the way that everything was cut off mm-hmm. that you're, you have a dead limb essentially. Yeah, so, I, I think I heard something about that, which is crazy. They um, just got it like worked up in time before they got him off the field to get the blood flow going, and they got him to the hospital. So, like, the trainers literally saved his leg. Damn, that's so crazy. That's crazy, shout, man. Shout out to having a good training staff. That's right. They don't get enough credit out here. These athletic trainers, you know what I'm saying? They don't. So, shout out. I got. We had a good trainer uh, back at UConn. Shout out to Bob. You know, I was. I was upset. I was being held out for like, I got held up for five games because of the bad, you know, almost lost feeling in my complete feeling in my right arm. But I appreciate the foresight and keeping me out because it keeps you healthy. I mean, if tra- trainers know best. Obviously, you want to get out, get back out on the field and do what you can because that's just what's all you know. But they have the calm, cool, collected mindset, or they should. If they don't, then y'all's athletic department needs needs to have them fired immediately. Um, and then we keep going. You got Wisconsin at 18 with a Heisman candidate there at running back, Penn State. Uh this this let's let's talk Penn State. Oh man, let's, let's talk Penn State. Let's let's do this because how, I, how do you want to talk about how do you want to talk about Penn State? Okay, let's talk about it in the way I like Penn State has players, they got ballers, they have former Grant Haley. Now on the New York Giants, shout out. Shout out, love it, Lions. Love it, Lion alumni. They have ballers. Saquon Barkley, obviously, uh, number one that's still there, wide receiver. What this comes down to mm-hmm. is just James Franklin. I've never been convinced of game man. I think – let me let me preface this beforehand. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a, a great recruiter a coach that I would love to play for a great motivator. Seems like a player's coach. Like you want to, you want, you want to work hard because you understand um, you got your coach. Like you just, you want to work hard for your coach. He's that type of coach. And then on the same time, he'll look out for you for the work that you put in. And I think that's dope. Every coach should be like that. I'm coming at James strictly for what I've seen on the field when it comes to management of the game and under like Ohio state last year got out coached. Got out, got out coached um, by Urban and in a situation where 
Penn State really, because no team was pulling apart. And then you had, I think, like the screenplay on third down that uh, Dawkins dropped it off to. And then that, like, it was like in the second, early third or late second, and that completely changed the mind, the, the, the tempo of the game. And then Ohio State just started taking off, and there was no adjustments being made by, like, James on that side of things. So, and, but, but I think the biggest question always comes in is, like, I think that happened in that game too, is late game management and what he does with the clock and understanding, like, how to manipulate to stretch time or condense time to save his team in situations. And it hasn't been there and they've lost close games or they've had games just pull away from them when you could have turned the tide. And that's been my biggest hang up with, with uh, Mr. James Franklin, coach Franklin. I mean, even go back to the Iowa game that they win pretty much at the last second, right? Like it, it's, it's awful clock management by him. His, his team is so good at that time that, that he, they bail him out. Right. Yeah, uh, just little things like that where you watch where he's taking timeouts before the half and you're not doing anything with the ball, and then the other team gets the ball and then they kick, they have a chance to kick a field goal, and you're like, you just, just cost your team three points. Like little stuff like that that James Franklin does over and over and over. Um, I know the confidence is kind of weighing. I've got some very close friends that are Pitt State fans. Um, I, I know their confidence is in him, right? To your point, I think kids love playing for him. He's one of those coaches that just like, you see him on the sidelines. He goes to bat for you, like hundred percent. Exactly. Like I will. If he was your position coach, you know, in a meeting, he like head coach is coming down. Like, nah, you ain't talking about my player like that. I know what he does. I know the I know the type of player he is. Like to the day he died, to the day I die, I'm a rock for ride for him. And I I love that about James Franklin. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're replacing a dude that was an absolute stud, right, at quarterback. Um, for what three and a half years for them, so I think that's their, their biggest thing, right? It looks like Clifford is going to be the starter who came in a couple times last year, a little bit, threw it around. Not the really athletic dude, he's the other dude, and yeah, really athletic dude. Which I think this is the weird thing, too, with James is like your offense is already kind of built off of like the RPO and everything, right? Um, and then kind of, I think he's always wanted to have just like a straight drop back guy. Uh, and then just have the option to run. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the offense adapts to, you know, possibly back and everything else. Possibly. I mean, you, you look at this style and recruiting class that he had at Vandy, uh, Jordan Matthews, you had Chris Boyd, you had, uh, I mean, RIP, but Rajon Bennett. So you had his style, Chris Boyd, Jordan Matthews, both receivers that are six, five, six, four type receivers, large go getter. So you can set the tone of having possession receiver. And then also when you're in the red zone, even if you want to come from a spread concept and then a running back, that's going to um, be able to be a, a three down back and then go that way. So they have smaller receivers and then they had uh Gusecki, I think last two years ago. Oh yeah. Tight end. Unbelievable. Yeah. Great tight end. Went to the dolphins. Real so, athlete. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't talk about, and it's going to be interesting to see this year, uh, is Joe Moorhead is gone. And so to get that full offense running, Saquon wasn't getting touched until the until like four yards down the field. It's a great point. McSorley could step up, and if he wanted to run, had eight. What'd you call him? McSorley? McSorley? McSorley. McSorley. That's it, McSorley? Why do you say Sorley? I don't know. Trace McSorley. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I I had uh, McDonald's on the mind. By the way, those are un- unbelievable. 
mixed uh, McFlurries. Mm. How did you get McSorley and Mc? Okay, that it's, you can connect. You can connect the dots. Um, but oh no, I just lost. No, okay, but yeah. So so Moorhead had everything set for the offense, and it's going to be very interesting to see where they go offensively this year. And then it's going to be cool to see what what uh, Moorhead does as a head coach um, down in Mississippi State. But he was one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. And now you lose him. You don't have Trace. You don't have Saquon. You do have number 24. Can't think of his name right now. Wasn't Moorhead gone last year, though? He's gone. Was he, was he, was he gone fully last year? Yeah, he was he was a coach in Mississippi State last year. Oh, yeah, it's his second year. Yeah, second. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, my bad. That's what I, I thought I had in my mind, but I didn't want to misspeak. But I, I did anyways. But now you're in year two in Mississippi State, and you're in year two without Moorhead. And you saw how the offense went down in production. What? What? Who was the close? The close game at Happy Valley last year? It wasn't the pit, was it? Pit? Got to pull up this. No, it was not Pitt. It was a team that you're like, why is this game close? Oh, wait, who was that? Or was that App? Uh, there was App, App State. Yeah, that was just a weird game, but yeah. But there's another one too. And you're like, why is this game close? I, I check, like, check back. Yeah, this this should have been a blowout. By the way, I have YBN Corday stuck in my head. Great, great album all around. Uh, it might be the App State game, but um, mm, not Pitt. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the. Was it the App State game? Or I guess I guess it was the App State game that I had in my head. Yeah, that was like, like well, first or second week, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Penn, Penn State's in a in a in an interesting position, right? You Urban Meyer's now gone. What does Michigan State have? And how can can they capitalize, right? Like they've been in that position. They've had really, really good teams. Obviously, Grant Haley's block. Um uh pick up and score for the block, uh, yeah. scoop and, and pick that year against against Ohio State kind of changes the landscape. It really changed changes James Franklin's trajectory at the school. It uh, does. And and now it's like, can they can they now take that next step to be the perennial power in the Big Ten with Urban Meyer out? Yeah, this is the time frame for for Penn State to come around and have the Joe Pa esque dominance run that you can have because it is it is wide open. I mean, when we talk about Michigan, who's sitting at seven, the thing that comes down with Michigan is. For the QB whisperer that Harbaugh is supposed to be, you haven't seen that production from yeah. uh, their quarterbacks over there at Michigan. So defense is always there, but defense can only take you so far yeah. when you're only scoring. I uh, They did put up like 45 against some teams and stuff, but when it came down to the, crunch, the, the, the clutch games, which obviously are going to be closer, uh, offense was having more struggles. You had some more some uh, overthrows. It's Spate. Yep. Um, Willie Spate. I think I might butcher the first name, but the offense wasn't rolling like the way the way it should be. And eh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're going to get from from Michigan. So 
that's just going to be interesting with that. Uh, but the Big Ten is wide open. Big Ten is wide. Who's so? Who's your Heisman hopeful? Way too early to pick it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the easy pick and just take my man Trevor Lawrence. That seems easy, right? That does seem easy. I I don't see how he doesn't win. I'm not going to lie to you. Unless Tua goes crazy. I I had the the same pick, so it's not like (laughs) – it's not like I I had anything different. I'm not going to judge you on what you just – on what you just pulled up. Uh, It is – it's Trevor Lawrence's to lose. It it is, right? The Heisman Trust hates giving it to a defensive player, so don't even I don't even want to look on the other side of the ball. Uh, the only other person that I could see it being, if he has a unbelievable year again, would be um, either Dylan running back from Boston College, um, Wisconsin running back, can't remember his name, and that might be about it. And then you could go uh, Oregon QB. Yeah, I don't. What's his name? What's his name? Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, I was going to say Her- Herbert. Uh, Herbert. 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 Yeah. My bad, dude. I've watched tape on him. I don't get it. He's I've super been- athletic and he's wiry. What is he, the kicker from the replacements? What do you mean, wiry? I don't know why I said I, 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 I said that I thought about that. <laughs> I think wiry is a quarterback. He's wiry, though. So he's a runner? Yeah, I mean he's just he's like Mariota, but a little bit bigger. Okay, I've, okay, because I've seen it. I mean, I've seen his his kind of like RPOs or read and then his read zones, but like basically highlights. I like to see highlights and lowlights. It's hard to get off of YouTube, but I didn't really get it, and I was like, they thought he was a first round pick. No disrespect. That is that sounds very disrespectful. The way it just it just that came was, dis- that was disrespectful. It, it, it was disrespectful. My apologies. I didn't understand where everybody was coming from saying that he was like a first rounder unanimous, but then he came back because I think he was going to go before. Um, I mean, no one was going in front of Kyler after what's his name. Clint's uh, cliff Kingsbury went to Arizona, but they were projecting Herbert to be obviously like one of the first quarterbacks or the first quarterback taken that he came out of college. So I, I just need to obviously it's West Coast. It's tough. It's like when the Golden State Warriors are out there. I don't you don't see them because it's a West Coast game that much. It's better that ESPN has the rights to everything, so at least you know like eleven o'clock game's gonna be on or nine o'clock. But Oregon uh, has been prime time lately. I do see Fromm has a path, right? Okay. Like I hate to do this. I hate to, I'm gonna do this. <clears throat> Georgia fans, you ready for it, Georgia fans? Let it out. Go on, brother. <laughs> if Georgia, if Georgia runs the table and Fromm has one of those moments on CBS at three o'clock, right? The the tough thing for Trevor Lawrence is they're probably gonna run the table again. They just don't have they, the ACC is just not the same as the SEC, right? The competition week in, week out just isn't there. He's right. going to have blowouts, and he's going to have a couple close games, right? They they got scared a couple times last year, like NC State, things like that. But for Georgia, right, they're going to have – they got to get through some people. 
And if they do, and then they go into Mercedes Benz, and he has one of those moments, like you can see the voters being like, "Oh, he's a, you know, he, he's he's one of those dudes, right?" Started playing early, came in for Eason, blah blah blah. Like you can just start seeing the storylines. And I, there's a path for for your for from winning winning the Heisman. You know what? I was going to joke. It, it, it's a contingent on Georgia winning all their games, which I don't think. It, it does. It do, it does. And I was going to joke, uh, but I'm going to be I'm going to be serious here. Fromm has done nothing but collect W's ever since he's been at Georgia. He can play. Duke can play. Sent Jacob Easton to Washington. Sent Justin Fields to Ohio State. Come out here, take yourself to the college football playoff, and have a natty title in your hands and Sepix, you run cover two from the 20 yard line and Tua knows how to look off. And you're like, I've never seen this quarterback in film room. So I don't know what to do. And then comes back to his left side. Would have been a, would have been a national championship when I, I have to give it to him normally. Cause it's the model that Alabama has of just having a game manager quarterback until Tua came up. And then Jalen hurts obviously with, with himself. But you would be like, oh, no, nah, he's just another A.J. McCarron. He'll get to the league. But you see him as a game manager, not somebody that really takes you. You're like, I know this is two minutes. He can drive us down. Yeah. Fromm really does that. He, I mean, the, he makes the throws you need to make. You're not going to lose a game with Fromm, but you win games with Fromm. It's not one of those where I need to keep it close to get a field goal. Buddy will come out and ball. So I agree with that. I, I think he can be a big dark horse. And I mean, it's not the same when you had uh, Cam Newton's run versus LSU from like 40 yards away, and there and you have Vern. Oh my goodness! <laughs> There's nothing like hearing Vern do that on an unbelievable play or run, and then that solidifies that play as your Heisman moment. He doesn't have the luxury of that because Vern's gone. But Brad like, love Brad Nessler, just not the same. It's not the, it's not the same. Vern, Vern just he just had the the velvety voice. He was also that run is so ridiculous. He ran he ran away from Patrick Peterson, which makes it makes no sense how he did that. No <laughs> no no sense. Uh, if you guys don't remember to set the scene, it's uh, LSU Auburn in Auburn, 35, 40 yard line somewhere around there. I think thirty seven. And Cam takes it off on a just QB power down the right side off of a zone. Shimmies makes somebody miss, but he's stumbling, gets himself up, and then accelerates away for 10 yards from 10 yards away into the end zone from Pat Peterson as he's Pat Peterson grabs his legs at the goal line. And you're like, there's no way being 6'5, 250 to be able to do that. Like, no, no. everyone was like giving behind him right now. No, yeah, it's it's ri- ridiculous. Uh, I really want to flip gears, though, because I know we can talk football. I'm trying to keep this condensed for you guys as well. I, I had this I, – I, I was watching Lost. This is a huge uh, – this is a huge transition, but just really stick with me. Really uh, but I was, I was watching uh, Longshot, the movie, which is pretty funny, by the way. Not bad. Okay. Seth, uh, shout out Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And he said in the movie, is Jen Aniston, she came up with Jen Aniston being a movie star, 
And he's like, is Jen Anderson really a movie star or just a TV star that stars in movies? And then I sat back and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. He might have a point. He really might have a point on that one. Because everybody knows you're like Jen Anderson. Like, I don't, I'm not saying she's not a, a talented actress, actor, for however you want to be politically correct about it. Uh, but when you really think of Jen Anderson, you're like, oh, friends. Yeah. And she was in uh, The Breakup. Great movie. She was in, you know, Vacation. But when has she been, I'm going to go see Jen Aniston in theaters? You know what I mean? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, hold on. I gotta, hold on. Okay. I don't I know. Have, when we when we did the pre, like, listen, what we were going to do, I had an answer for you. You just threw me off. Give me two seconds. Okay. Okay. Take, take your time. Take your time. Give you a little... No. Give you a little do 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 do. I'm gonna start off though with what you just said, right? Rachel Green is a iconic role in Friends. I'm re-watching Friends right now, mm-hmm. so it's almost tough to not see her there, right? Um, but to your point, I I can't think of a, just like a let's see, let's look at her IMDb right now. What's a movie where you were like, I'm going to see that Jen Anderson? Never, <laughs> never, and I'm not. Never, I've never been. I'd like her in movie. Like if I when I saw Jen and like Adam Sandler in this past one for Netflix, and then obviously with uh, just go with it. You're like, oh, I like Jen Aniston. I like mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. I'll, I'll see the movie on bootleg, but I'll watch it. But I've I haven't seen a movie where I'm like, she's the A list star. She's She's the the Mila Kunis for that uh, god awful movie with Channing Tatum, but I still enjoyed it. Critics hated it. I enjoyed it. But what movie? The space movie. I can't even remember the name, but it got murdered. Don't even. I shouldn't even brought it up. But I haven't seen her as a headliner. Always the coast. Okay, so hold on. So obviously, Office Space is a big one. Yes, but she was that was a breakout role as a co-star big name. Yep, I agree. With all her flair. What do you want with 33 pieces of flair? You should put it in the agreement that I should wear 33 pieces of flair. I love that movie. Um Marley and Me, but it's really about the dog. Right? Yeah, the dog is a bigger star than she was in the movie. Just go with it. That's a good one. Yeah, but that's Adam Sandler as the headliner. But it's like when her and Adam are together, it's a co. It's there's really no separation with them for how he likes to portray it. It's not like I'm bigger than her. Like we're on the same plane, so that's how it's kind of advertised, which I love. Yeah. But I still never seen her just like as just, I. I agree, right? Like the TV star that stars in movies, like Jennifer Aniston couldn't have done. Um, why am I blanking right now? What's the series with the the crossbow and the what's that movie? Like Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, like she couldn't have done like. No, not at all. That's not her. That's not her lane. That's right, but she, I, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, like could gotcha. she carry a series like that or a trilogy? I, I don't think so. I mean, but that's. I feel bad saying that because it's Rachel Green. You know, would have been a good series for her as she started to break away from her Rachel Green because that's I think that's the biggest thing that's propelled her but also held her back because everybody always looks at her like that 
And that's why she went as the 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 slutty doctor in um, Horrible Bosses one and two. She's trying to break away from that. And, you know, we are the Millers. She she does the whole strip stripper scene. So she's trying to take that wholesome. I'm just strictly for family vibe away from her. She should have done Fifty Shades of Grey. Boom. I think that's also that would have been tough for her. Like how one, like she can it's Tim Brandon's and she can pick and choose whatever she wants to do. But also, I don't know how that breaks her away from anything. I think that just dives into this very crazy. Book. It does. Well, it it does. I've never read it. Uh, I watched part of the movie. Her acting was act the chemistry was terrible, but she's one of those actors act where like she has unbelievable chemistry with whoever her co-star is you just said there was no chemistry between dakota and that other late that other dude dakota johnson and that guy i I thought that you said they had terrible chemistry they had terrible chemistry jen aniston has great chemistry that's what i'm saying so if she was in the movie she would be able to portray the whole feeling of like fright with what's going on but also like caring and loving trying to help out because every woman wants to change a man. That's like every goal, every chick's goal. Like I can change him. And that's why the breakup's so good, right? Right. Cause I can change him. And no, it's, we actually use the breakup for our uh, uh, family development class in college or HDF class, which was awesome. Cause it, I mean, it has so many dynamics that you break down from where you go wrong as in relationship. And it's just a great point of reference to use to break down terminology uh, for how a family dynamic breaks down, which is a good movie. I, I enjoy it. I can't, it's like Marley and me. Like, I don't like to watch the end. I actually enjoyed seeing them as a couple. I thought they were funny. You're like, ah, it's just, you know where it's going. It just hurts to see. It does. It hurts. It, it's tough to watch as it kind of goes down. And like, when she comes back and he's like on the couch, like just sitting there in his underwear, you're like, bro, like, what you doing? Like, you got Jen Aniston with you. What you, come on, man. What you, you can't get better than that. What you, come on, chill. Bad. That's it, bad. But yeah, I, I, it really hit me as I was watching the movie and I was like, you know what? I know they're making the joke in this movie, but I think he has a point. I don't see Jen Aniston as a lead. I've never seen her as a lead. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Um, I think it's a fair point. I, I had never thought of it like that, uh, especially because I am a I've become a Friends fan as I've gotten older. Okay, but I, I think the point is very valid, though. Yeah, it was really weird, but funny movie if you see the long shot. Oh, sorry about that. Hell, I have not seen that. A little potato salad. A little too much potato salad. No one needed to know that. Everybody needed to know it. You know what's really disappointing? I had the worst, the absolute worst collard greens I've ever had in my life. Yeah, that's always a letdown. Two weeks ago, downtown Boston. So it was at a restaurant. So you was at, I was out. I was at a restaurant. Are you going to call the restaurant out or you just going to say you're at a restaurant? Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to call this restaurant out. It's called Sweet Cheeks. It's down the street from Fenway. That's the actual name? It's literally called Sweet Cheeks. Barbecue place. Barbecue was cool. Well, it was all right. But when I tell you the greens were the worst things I have ever had in my life. Who was back there in the kitchen? Obviously, it wasn't somebody from down south. 
Black, white, Puerto Rican, Haitian. Everybody can cook greens if you have the right recipe, but you have to be from down south. Whoever this person was had to have gone on Pinterest and said, ooh, that looks delicious. I like the presentation. They say sprinkle salt and pepper. I can do that. And that's what they made. I have never gotten a, a full, a full collard green leaf. I have never gotten that in my life. <laughs> I got a I got a full leaf, not chopped up, not nothing. There was no fat back. You should always, you know, you have good greens if you take whatever spoonful you put into your cup or your plate. There is little piece of fat back at least somewhere within it. Whether if you use a, a unsalted ham. Um, you use bacon fat, however you have, but something is you see that in there that gives the greens the flavor wasn't there at all. I didn't see any peppers or you know, pepper out of the shaker was not going to save it. I took one bite, spit it out, told people I was with this is nasty thing I've ever tasted. Maybe they wanted you, maybe it was a new thing. They wanted you to take the leaf that they gave you and fold it and put the barbecue on top. Well, don't, don't, don't bring that to me. Oh, this um, is making me mad. No, I don't like that. No, that is, that was awful. Absolutely awful. Barbecue was okay. But no, nah, not for what they were trying to tax. Sweet cheeks, collard greens, never order them, ever. It was awful. I could come in there and cook better than that. I had the best recipe possibly. I mean, you've tasted, you've had some greens. Have you had, maybe had my greens? You know, I, don't, greens? I don't think so. God, it was so bad. That's always a letdown, right? Because the, the fixings with the barbecue, of course, the barbecue's good. You know, you're going you're gonna to be inclined to go back, but... You got to have mac and cheese, some beans, some collars, something, right? Something that's hidden. Got to. And if your sides ain't working, then how can you call yourself a barbecue spot? And that's that's all it is. But they were they were taxing a little bit in there. And I know you wanted to talk about this. Okay. <clears throat> you see the headline. Oh, that's an interesting headline. Okay. The evils of making money. You actually did that dyslexic because you wrote money making, but yep. Oh, I did. I had, sorry, that's the wrong one. Actually, it is the right one. The evils of making money. <laughs> money making. I actually don't know. I, I think I had it, whatever. The evils of money making. Yeah. And well, okay. How'd, Go ahead. You, how'd you, how'd you really want, what do you want to kind of break down about this? Making money and then just what you do to get there? Like what, what's up, what's up with that? No, I think it's really fun to, so there's two shows out there that highlight um, super and uber wealthy people. Mm -hmm. uh, there may be more, but there's the two I'm going to talk about are Succession and Billions. Mm -hmm. Succession on HBO, Billions on Showtime. Billions, uh, if you don't know anything about it, just real quick. So Billions is about a hedge fund uh, due to New York City. That's kind of the worst. It's Brody from Homeland, if you ever used to watch Homeland. And uh, Succession is about a media conglomerate family that is also the worst. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing to watch because I think it brings it's, – it's everything that we all want to be, right? In the last episode of Succession – the family got to their house either in like the Cape or Montauk or wherever, maybe the Hamptons, wherever it was, right? Mm -hmm. They get there. It smells terrible. They have these amazing one-liners about how the smell is what it is. 
they find out it's a it's a raccoon that's been stuck in the chimney. Ooh. So they get the raccoon out. They've got this crazy spread of like lobster and filet mignon and all this other stuff. And they just simply throw it out. Like thousands of dollars of food, right? And yeah, you're we, watching it as a normal kill the germs. Just reheat it. We will be good. That's how right? yeah. you're watching it as a regular person. You're like, I throw that. Wow. Like, that's so much money. And I think the cool the well, these shows are amazing, right? They're they're done amazing. There's amazing actresses and actresses in it and all that stuff. But I think the really cool thing about it is it pulls kind of the worst behaviors out of us as we watch it. Like we love this, right? Like I love watching it because it's so interesting to be like, I would love to have the ability to just throw out thousands of dollars of food and not think about it, right? And I think that's like a it's a really interesting thing that we're as as we kind of get into these shows and like as these shows continue to progress, um, where they kind of take us, right? Because they take us into like the worst depths of people and the worst depths of like what somebody can represent. Right. And we all love that because I think we love it because we wish we could do that, right? We wish we could just be like that and not not really care if society like if we gave a shit, right? And I think that's interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. I left a little dead air there. I'm trying to marinate on that. And I think it's at the perfect time with that. That's a, it's a good point because I'm reading a book right now, Everyday Millionaire, trying to get this, trying to get this stats up. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out how to make my money work for itself over a time period to continue to stack. Like a Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but um, at but it's like those shows are in the perfect time frame because you see everybody living like lavish lives on social lavish lavish lives on social media, and then you see these shows and you're like, I got to get it like this. I it doesn't matter how how it is, but then you so that you can emulate it. Like, oh, we got the money, throw the food out. Blah 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 blah. Oh, you know what? Uh, let's go out and just buy. Like, let's the 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 oven's not working. Let's just go buy another. Let's go buy a two thousand five thousand dollar oven. Just in, upgrade ourselves at the same time when you had a small mechanical issue that you could have fixed for a hundred dollars. But here's my question to that though. Just because from what I have been reading recently, do you think? there are going to be less successful people to scale in the future than what we have now. So like we're coming up on the end of the boomer generation, obviously there's a, there's a work ethic that's there. And then you have a lot of people that see stuff and then assume that, Hey, this is my first job. I'm college degree. I'm college educated. I should get a hundred thousand dollars out the gate, out the rip. But boom, reality hits you. You ain't making that. So are you going to continue to strive harder? Or are you going to be like, uh, I just I need to find my comfortable path. And here it is. So do you think with all these shows and that you've seen on because people cap, obviously, if you don't know what cap is, you're faking uh, BS and on social media all the time. Do you think there's going to be in the next generation? I mean, that's our generation, our generation. So we'll be less successful. No, your initial question was like, like, geez, it's too, I, I threw two things at you. 
so not no I, I no to both right i don't think we're going to be less, less successful or achieve less money i do think it'll be interesting um i was listening to bill simmons the other day kara swisher was on there who does uh, a ton of reporting on tech companies mm-hmm. i just think it's interesting where we've had these cycles right we had like the dot com uh aaron obviously like what silicon valley has done now we're in this really weird phase where we've got these really kind of monopolies that are forming um, between Amazon, Facebook, uh, Apple, Google. Right. And I, I don't know if companies the, – the great thing about what we've created in capitalism is the ability to supersede old companies, right? Like, you know, <clears throat> take BlackBerry, right? That when they were out there with their phones, like I'm sure everyone was thinking like there's never going to be a better phone than this. And all of a sudden the iPhone came out, right? Right. I don't know where, because of like where those companies are, their ability to one, their cash flow and their ability to just buy up whatever they can. And because they've got amazing people working for them and they're trying to figure out the things that they don't do well right now. I don't know if there's ever going to be companies that supersede them. Right. And that's a big thing. I think for the economy, it's a big thing for like startups. It's a big thing for like business and capitalism and all that stuff. So to your question about like, will we succeed and and do all that type of stuff as far as financially? Yes, I I definitely think so. Um, But to the point where someone builds a company and starts it today and gets it to the, gets it past, right. If we're in a race or something like that, gets it past Amazon. Like I, I don't think there's any way that that happens. So that just kind of made me think of for what Amazon's doing um, of like the family of, because obviously you have Bezos at the head of everything, but like Cornelius Commodore Vanderbilt. Are you talking about rich people right now? <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, 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 no. Well, are you talking about just company wealth? Or are you talking individual? That's sorry. Let me let me let me break that down. I was well, going to individual for people. Yeah, no, I know. I that's all I'm saying. I, from an individual perspective, I don't think. I, I think we will have more people that have more money, just because there's more avenues to make money, right? Social right. media and everything like that. Okay. But but from a company perspective, which is also wealth in a different way, right? Companies yeah. create wealth for individuals and in in the economy. I think it'll be. It's tough for people that want to do something or like want to create their own wealth in that in that form or that way. It's going to be hard for them to do that because of the, how Google and Amazon and Facebook and all that are set up right now. Apple. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, all right. So I was I was right for what I was going off the point of that uh, of what you're just saying there. I don't know exactly what the Vanderbilts did, but if when Jeff Bezos and Amazon creates a lane that just dominates the entire space, you don't understand what. How you think this is it's a generational company to where they monopolize an area and now you can't enter that space to try and make money for yourself or the business, even if you have a good idea, because there's no way that you can you can compete with a giant like that. And I was saying like Vanderbilt was back in 1877. I think he I don't know exactly what he did. He said he expanded out on steamboats. I need to I didn't do prep research on that one, but I feel like every every generation or however hundred years you want to put it, there's these companies that come out that do successfully do that. 
that's just I was just making a point. Just, I think it's kind of interesting how that how that kind of comes around um, where then a company can just dominate a space because it's ahead of its time. Of course. And boom. That's just kind of it. That's my point, right? I don't know if I don't know if those four companies I just talked about and, and there's a couple of others out there like Alibaba, like I don't know if they ever go away. And that and they they should, right? In a capitalism cycle and system, right? right? You, you should have a rise and fall and all that type of stuff. Or, I don't think they will, but I think there will be better competition as you know who, who competes with any I, of those. I'm not, I don't have the I, I can't tell you. I'm just saying with foresight because I got it 2020 on lock on that one. I was I gonna say they're so far ahead, like th- yeah, they're so far ahead, but eventually I think people will catch up to slow them down a little bit. They'll always be here, but uh I think that's inevitable that you somebody go shop somewhere other than Amazon. I don't I already told you last episode, I don't even have an account with Amazon, but they're starting to make me kind of do it because. I need to get this ESPN Plus on my Fire Stick, but I don't have an Amazon account. I refuse to like put my credit card everywhere. So it's I already, it's already everywhere. My credit my credit card is not everywhere. It might be. I don't care. I don't think about it. You know. But uh, yeah, I don't have an Amazon account. But it uh, that's just kind of interesting. I also thought you were thinking when like for the evils of money making. And the disrespect that people just have when you have that amount of money, just the disrespect that you have for just every everyday items that we look at, uh, how people change to make that money as well. Like, ain't no friends in the business. Is it, do you think that you can 100% keep your moral integrity in line as you progress and make more money? I feel like everybody hopes hopes to have that, but I th- I feel like there's there's a turn at some point where you're like, to really get it, I have to compromise a portion of myself. I'm just from seeing how people. If you're trying to make the billions of dollars, uh, millionaire, you can make that and still have yourself intact. But to get to like the billions, the five hundred millions, uh, I feel like people hit a portion of themselves. They're like, you know what? I got to let this slide to make this deal. Yeah. Like that's what I was saying. Right. Is kind of the, on the outset of the, on the onset of this is that onset, outset, whatever um, was the evils of it. Right. The evils you, you kind of throw away normal decency just because that's, it, it becomes a game right at that point. And there's so many, I think that's why I love billions. Like just the games that they do when you have that type of money, just mm-hmm. to either spite somebody or do something, just because you have it, right? right. Succession's a little bit of that, but it's a little, little different because it's kind of takeover and all this other stuff. But like, I, I, I think it naturally comes with it because you just, I don't know if there's any way not to become a different person. There's no way. To your point, right? Yeah, you make like $10 million, like all good. Like you probably still like, yeah, you might, you might like be addicted to somebody a couple times just because like, but you're still you. You're still you. You make like five hundred million dollars. Like you're not you. You're not yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're you're different. You're Jeff Bezos looking like a turtle, sending sexing, knowing with the money that I got, I can pull whoever I need to on the side. That's why he's in here in the situation that he is. I think. Well, I think people do that anytime they get in power. Whether Any, they're, it's just I, a, think it's a, I think that just comes. With, 
people per- perception of power. Whatever. Right. I mean, you, you you saw that with the tapes that came out from forty five. Um, what tapes? The uh, star uh, interview with Billy. I forgot his last name. Grab him by the P. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we uh, we do that real quick for like two minutes? What are you? Cons- are you? Are you conspiracy theory on, uh, on Epstein? Damn right I am. <laughs> yeah, I there's, think there's no there's no way not to be right. There isn't. There's there's no way for how every how everything happened is exactly how it happens in the movies, and it never lines up like that. And when it does, you're like, yeah, it's one hundred percent. Like the guards were called away for maintenance. We've all seen prison movies. They were bought out and they said, hey, bro, you need to get up at 1130 and leave. You will have this money in your account. That's all you need to do. Don't ask a question. And that's it. Say, put it on the books for something. They did that. Epstein was with a two. He was in a two person cell. They said he tried to commit suicide, bumped his celly out, which you never do. You'd move him to suicide watch by himself. They sent his celly away, kept him in the same spot. They just had him on watch. And then they took the watch away. And then he dies. So that's that's the one, that's the first conspiracy. So from like the management level, top down, somebody came and got him. I also think somebody well, not management, it's just like they, you know, or the rich. And this next year, yeah. This is the this is like a chilling tweet I saw of like Epstein was killed by rich pedophiles. And that's true. That's weird to think about. It's very weird to think about. He was killed by rich pedophiles. I think that's the thing that's unsettling is that it's this is different where like this wasn't money or drugs or something like that. This is humans. This is, this is humans that possibly most likely, hopefully don't get sued for that, um, have been trafficked. Allegedly. And allegedly. I said most likely. Um, yeah, even. I think I think that's the thing, right? Where it's 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 humans, it's young girls. Um, I think that's the part that like is very very unsettling. Whoever is a part of it or whatever really went on, like that's I think that's the part that's weird. It and it's and it's awful. And here's number two. Conspiracy number two is nobody knew where Epstein's mistress was. Apparently, she's they just found her. She's been living in Massachusetts this entire time, but she disappeared like nine months ago, something like that, or within the year she disappeared. And somebody came to Epstein. He got a kite. A kite is where you slide stuff, you know, on a string in prison, throw it through the throat through the door from a shot collar who got connect through somebody else who was getting a payment and was like, guards are gone. Actually, it still falls in number one, but nobody killed him on this one. But they say guards are gone at 1130. You need to be dead by 12. And if you're not, this is what will happen to so and so. Like, how crazy would that? Like, that's as a like that makes for probably an Oscar-winning scene right well, there. It feels like The Wire right there. Like, if you're not dead, it's probably was like it was probably like if you're not dead by six a.m. or three thirty, whatever the time frame was. This is what's going to happen to her. Yeah, and you need to be gone. That's it. But here's the crazy thing. Here's my conspiracy side of things. Yep. 
Ready for this? I think Epstein told his celly, and this is why his celly got up out of there. You ready for this? This is about to be this could be a this could be a new series right here. Epstein told his celly, I'm gonna make it look like I did this, but you need to get out of here. I have a ledger in some location that you need to go get, but you cannot get it within a certain time frame of years because because you're my cellmate and for the people that have been watching me and want me gone they're going to follow your every last move for the net however long your bid is or if you get out for however many years to make sure that i didn't tell you anything they're going to come to you and make sure i didn't tell you anything and you need to play your life the same way you did before you met me but know this information code is blah, 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 blah on Island blah or in state blah. And it has the ledger to take everyone down, but you need to make the same move that everybody did. Cause if I'm going down for this, I'm taking everybody down, but I can't do it myself. You have to do this. I feel like he did do that and they got him out of there and buddy will give that information like four years or somebody. And then the ledger will come back up. That's I don't, all think, I don't think that's happening. Cause how crazy is that though? I do think, I do think it'll be interesting to know who that guy's name is and like look him up in 10 years to see if he's still alive. Um, I actually don't think he's dead. That's number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was actually listening to the radio and somebody came on saying they have a buddy that worked at that facility and they had a pickup, like a van pickup. At 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. I don't I sorry if I'm all over the place with time frames. I don't know the exact time, but whatever time around before he died, they said there's a van pickup. They never do pickups that early in the morning or shift something change that early in the morning. And they think that they got him out, put somebody else that looked like him dead in the cell. How I maybe whole cut up face or however and said it was a murder, but they're gonna say it's a suicide, and they got him out. And then you'll never see from Epstein again. So I did hear that. Why did why did you think that though? Uh what's that movie about that? Not Hannibal, but there's another one, right? Like face off, something like that, right? Where he gets out like that, uh changes faces. Um Yeah, he does do that. And I know we're linking fiction with real life stuff, but uh yeah, just I mean I felt like they everybody that went to bat for him did so in the way that they did and he never said anything. So I was like, I bet, I bet they cut some deal where it's like, I will get you out. Just, you know, just have to, you just have to go through all this stuff at first. Well, then how do they get all these documents though? That's what I'm on. That's so I know they'd interviewed um, pot people or the, the, the woman that was used as a sex worker for them, but where did the rest of these, where did the rest of the information come from? Or is it just strictly testimonials? As testimonials, and I don't think he cooperated, unless I'm like mistaken. Like I thought he didn't, and most mm. of the stuff is just stuff that they've gathered over on him, like on these child trafficking charges. Mm-hmm. Um, the the issue, right, is that they were un, they were sealed, and now they're unsealed. Unsealed. Right. Well, if then that's the case. I didn't know if he cooperated or not, but if he did it, I didn't. like fully did it, and people really believe. But here's that's the biggest problem, like. We've all we've seen it with every drug dealer movie that deals with the cartel. 
cartel, they don't care if you snitched or not. It's the fact that you're there. They can't trust it anymore. Only less if Epstein was trusted like that. But I mean, we're we're not talking about cartel. We're talking about pedophiles now. So they have a completely different moral code than, than the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, maybe someone around him is because it's Jeffrey Epstein's former business associate. I want to assist victims. Maybe. All I know is there, there's a lot of scary money Ooh. that is at the top of this to own your own. I mean, I've seen obviously there's like island hunting shows on HGTV, but to own your own island still in a very remote remote location and have access to that island 24-7, keeping people there, uh, paying off pilots. This is an operation that runs very deep, very high up. And I feel nervous talking about it. I know, right? Your hairs like start the I start looking at my door like someone's gonna come for me just because I maybe cracked the case, but I don't know nothing. Uh, it's just you 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 feel for the uh boys and girls that were involved, men and women that got trapped into this. Um that's where your heart goes out to. And they'll never get the justice for this since he died. And that's the sad part, or since he committed suicide from what was reported. Yeah. Just, but conspiracy theory, 100% on that. He didn't, no. Somebody was either, yeah, he, he's either out, somebody killed him, somebody told him when he needed to kill himself. One of the three. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't commit suicide. Yeah. He didn't commit suicide. Well, he might have, but. It was- I- who knows? But it was facilitated off of a, some, of something. Yeah. So it's just a wild story. And I think this is probably the one one of those stories where it's going to be 100% unanimous with conspiracy. Like there's conspiracy theories for the moon landing, you know, like 9-11 conspiracy, conspiracy. But this one, everybody looks on the, at the, you can look at the fact sheet and be like, yeah, something's off with this. So we it sucks that that's pretty much case closed for that because there's no way that we can't talk to a dead person literally or figuratively speaking so um we'll see whatever comes out with it but yeah we we need to find out the dude that was transferred because he still he was catching those hands by the like like i said from that tweet rich to how someone was like rich pedophiles killed jeffrey epstein when you a chomo and you get locked up, hey, Epstein was catching them hands by oh, sure. hands. Money can take you so far, but when you get thrown in with the wolves, that's it. So just wanted to make that point just because of the fear of, of rich people. But God, yeah, it's a, it's a heck of a story right now. Um, Very, very rich story. But we appreciate everybody listening. Y'all know where to find us at. At Taylor Mac 29 on Twitter, T Mac 29 Instagram, at Steve Mac everything for Sterling Instagram, Twitter. We appreciate y'all listening. This is to the max.